With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Uh, before we dive into the podcast, um, I just want to send a, I don't know, a special message, Stoops, to Kobe Bryant and his family. I mean, this is devastating. I mean, it's it sends shockwaves um, throughout all of the entire world. Even if you're not the biggest basketball fan, you knew who Kobe Bryant was and the kind of athlete that he was. Stoops, this was, I don't, like, I don't even really know what to say. I mean, we just watched, you know, the 24-second uh, runoff that both the Raptors and the Spurs did, and it, it sent chills down my spine. Like, this is this is something else. And, and just the fact that his daughter was on that plane with him as well. That, I have a, I have a little girl. Like, I have a, I have a 10-year-old little girl. I couldn't imagine in a million years to, to be in uh, Vanessa's shoes right now, Stoops. It's it's. I was at work, and uh, you know, someone had showed me. Basically, they were scrolling through Facebook, and, and they said, "Is this true?" And the first thing that popped into my mind was, "There's no way." You know, for the, years ago, there was that those all those rumors going around about you know famous people passing away, and then it turned out people were just you know making fake you know assumptions. But when this came out that it was true, um, it's like you said, you're kind of speechless. Like you don't know what to say. You just kind of remember all the the times you got to watch him just dominate on the court and just just him off the court too i mean uh, such a great guy you know uh, such a family guy at that um, he took his family everywhere you know and, and it was just it's just sad to see you said it you know you're kind of left speechless and you don't really know what to say but just biggest thing for me is i definitely think back you know and, and just remember all the times i got to watch him on the court and he's kind of that first um he, basically one of the first you know guys that I really really followed and when he was playing kind of made it a point to watch the game because he was just that special of a player and I know for sure um his last game where he he just he scored what was it the 60 80 points or whatever yeah, it was, it was. I, I don't even remember. Yeah. it was unbelievable you know and, and just watching him come back essentially and like take over that game and you know did Utah maybe you know let up a little bit to kind of let them go on that farewell tour who knows I don't think they did but it doesn't matter it's just you watch his greatness and what he did on the court it was it was just unbelievable to watch and just such a sad sad thing to to find out you know it's it's no matter who it is but I mean especially when it's somebody you followed for many many years and you're really involved in the sports you know industry football basketball baseball soccer it doesn't matter when you follow a guy for that long and you, you feel you feel invested in their their life um at times so again like you said you know prayers go out to the family um all the families involved his family and then um you know i think even the pilot um i think they said there's no survivors from it so all families involved you know you just kind of kind of wish them the best in the, the tough time yeah, and I feel the need to say this as well. You know, whether you respect what Kobe did and maybe some of the off-the-court off the activities that he – this man's got a family. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget about that. You know what I mean? We can't sit here. I was never the biggest Kobe Bryant fan. I'm a LeBron guy. But it doesn't matter. It, 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 it's a man with a family, and it's about Vanessa. It's about his other kids that are going to have to live the rest of their life without their father. And that's what this is about. Let's not diminish the fact that that's what this is all about. And and to me, that's where it gets personal. It's like, 
you know, you can't help but get emotional thinking about it because, you know, like I said, for me, I, I've got I've got kids. You know, I couldn't imagine having to leave this, you know, leave my kids behind or any of my kids or one of my kids or whatever have you. So again, my thoughts and prayers are out to Kobe and his family, Vanessa, their kids, and everybody involved in the crash, their families, trickled down effect all the way around. So thoughts and prayers to everybody involved in this entire process. So we didn't mean to get a little somber on you guys, but I, I just felt the need. I, I couldn't not talk about this. It's the biggest story going right now. And you, and Stoops hit it on the head. It doesn't matter. Football, basketball, soccer, tiddlywinks, it doesn't matter. We've got, you know, it's something this big. We've got to talk about it, share our thoughts on it. And, of course, it's it's <laughs> there's no way to segue, but it's a segue. Stoops and I just got back from an amazing trip um, down at the Senior Bowl and uh, Stoops and I got to meet. We got to hang out. He hung out with the family. Um, he's got a new nickname. He's Uncle Snoops now. You know, so, you know, Stoops, this was before we kind of dive in. And that's what we're going to do, folks, here. We're going to talk about the guys that we want to talk about. And um, for me, I just forgot what I was going to say. So. To the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, Stoops and I are going to dive into the Senior Bowl. Stoops and I were down in Mobile all week. Um, it was one of the most exciting experiences that I've ever uh, experienced. And the fact that I got to experience it with this man, um, as always, I am joined by my partner in crime and co-host, Uncle Snoops. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing great. I had a blast, um, you know, meeting meeting your family. Um, you know, we, we talk about them a lot, you know, and I've never met them before. So getting up there and being able to meet everybody for a couple of days and hang out. So I had a blast with that. And then just the, the trip down, us being able to truly, you know, catch up and get to know each other more so than just the the fantasy side of things. Um, and then the trip down there, man, you said it down in mobile. Um, you hear about how great it is and how much of an experience it is, but you don't truly understand it until you're there. Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful to be given that opportunity by Andy, um, you know, Jim Nagy who puts it on the whole staff that puts it on uh, mobile for allowing it to be put on for as long, as many years as it, it's been um, just the whole thing, man. It was a great experience. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so I'm definitely pumped to uh, share our, our thoughts on, on what we saw throughout the week. Yeah, and our plan here is, folks, so we've got some interviews lined up with some of the uh, athletes that we're going to talk about in here. So we're going to kind of dissect them a little bit. We're going to go quarterback, running back, receiver, and then touch on the tight ends a little bit as well. So we're excited. Let's go ahead and dive right into the position of the quarterback. All right, Stoops, we're going to kick it off by talking about the quarterbacks that were in the South. Um, let's go ahead and kick it off with Justin Herbert. What were your thoughts on Herbert? Uh, Practice-wise, the game-wise, all the above, bud. Yeah, man. So for, for practice, um, to me, he was as advertised. I mean, he was everything we thought he would be. Um, albeit, you know, we'll get into it a little bit depth, deeper, but all the quarterbacks had their their moments where they didn't look that great. That's just kind of how it works, you know, in these, as they call the um, – 
the oh my god all star style games, you know. But they're also trying to raise some draft stock. But man, Justin Herbert, he he fit the part. He he looked every bit of what we thought he would. Um, and one thing, and I'm going to steal your thunder on this one. I've saved it for you previously, but I absolutely love his leadership and what he did. You pointed it out more often than what I saw, but there was a couple times where he would make a deep pass, and whether his receiver caught it or not. And actually more so when they didn't catch it, he was down the field, patting him on the helmet, you know, give him a high five, basically pumping them up and saying, hey, don't worry about it. We'll get it on the next one kind of thing. You love that. You absolutely love to see that from a guy. And we've seen it throughout the season. But to do it with guys that you've literally never played with speaks more volumes to me than, than what you do with, with guys you've been playing with for three, four years. You know what I mean? So um, – I loved what I saw in the practices and in the game, he just kind of continued with it. He only played the one quarter, um, but he had, um, what was it? He went nine for 12, 83 yards and a touchdown, um, three rushing attempts for 22 yards. So, I mean, you, you just, I just loved what I saw from him throughout the entire week. Um, he was very, very open um, for the most part. We saw one interview where he kind of, you know, took a step back, rightfully so. But nonetheless, he was very open in his, his interviews. He made eye contact with a lot of people, which that's a huge thing for me. Um, you know, whenever you make eye contact and you're talking with someone, it's it's big. So loved what I saw from, from him on the practice field during the game and even just kind of throughout the different um, events that, that were held. Um, what do you got on him? What do you think? Yeah, so the big question of the week for me was, why is Justin Herbert going to the Senior Bowl? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when, that, when he was announced, I was like, man, what? You know, what does he have to prove? You know what I mean? To me, he's been, at, at the beginning of the season, he was my number one quarterback. And if it wasn't for Burrow's just absolutely absurd season, he'd still be my number one quarterback. But Justin Herbert has everything that you want. And Tuesday... Wednesday, all week at practice, he was the best quarterback on the field, and it wasn't even close. Herbert was in a league of his own in practice, and and you're right. He showed leadership, which was a question that a lot of people had about Herbert. Is he a leader? And I saw nothing but a leader. You're right. Running down the sidelines, giving a high five to guys. It was just like, wow, like what, like who is this guy? You know what I mean? And he's throwing passes down the, down the field to – there was a bomb down the field. I think it was to uh, Van Jefferson. Jefferson catches it. A beautiful. It was a. It was a great pass, but it was an even better catch. And he's run, he ran all the way. I'm folks. He ran 45, 50 yards down the field to to give Jefferson some love. It, it was great to see. And you're right, man. His the interview process was beautiful. Like he every question. Every he was so accessible. He never said no. he was just there. He was present. You could not only could you feel his presence, you could see him. Obviously, the guy mm-hmm. is massive. You know what I mean? Like he is as big as you could think. He's got the massive hands, and you know what? He's in actually pretty good shape too. Because you know, I, the, the, some of the knocks on him is a little bit is can he take the hit? He's got a couple little bit injuries in the past that people worry about. I think it's the broken collarbone, the broken femur. You know, so that stuff is there. But I mean, he looked great all week and. To be honest with you, it's kind of crazy to transition into somebody that I think their draft stock kind of took a big hit this week, and that's Jalen Hurts. Um, And I'll kick it off here. I just did not like what I saw from Jalen Hurts this week. And the thing about it is, is, um, and a guy we'll talk about here a little bit later, and Jordan Love, like there was guys here that were hit and miss all week. There was some moments where you were like, wow, that was why I like you, and wow. There was a few times Jalen Hurts, he had his moments. But for me personally, 
his characters kind of was in question. He wasn't access as as accessible as some of the other quarterbacks, some of the other players. You have 120, almost what 120 players here. You just didn't seem very accessible. But not just that, he struggled on the field mightily. And I keep on hearing everybody say, "Oh, well, you know, he's not. Uh, he didn't play with these guys every week, and blah blah blah." Like day one practice, he was he was brutal. Brutal practice one was brutal for him and then you know Thursday it got better a little bit for him obviously but the thing about it was he had one really good pass in the game um, on Saturday but for me personally Hertz just took a massive step back he was errant his accuracy was rough and, and everybody's like oh well, the offensive line played rough I understand that the offensive line wasn't that grand but he just did not make the plays that you expected him to or even even wanted him to and to me right now, and I released my rankings, and we'll talk about it more on a, on a future show, and I, I won't dive too much into my rankings, but if there was a guy who needed this week the most, Hurts and Love were the two guys that I thought did, and Hurts just did nothing for me with his stocks this week, Stoops. What about you, man? No, I'm fully on board, and I completely agree with that. I, I left feeling the exact same way about him that I did going into the week. And, and you said it, he, um, this was his time. This was his time to, to really improve and show that he is a capable passer. Um, and don't get me wrong. He had some phenomenal throws. He did. It was just the consistency that was lacking. And I just wanted to see more, um, in that that area obviously we know he can you know improvise he can he can do that at a whim but i do feel he even it almost seemed like he had the mindset of i need to prove that i'm a better passer instead of and again in those drills that's what it's there for you know what i mean but even when you transition to the game it it felt as if he he did have six rushing attempts you know um albeit he did get sacked about what three or four times but nonetheless, it seemed as if he was trying to hold back on that instinct to run um, because everyone knows he can do it. But by doing so, I think he hurt his stock a little bit more because he showed essentially more often than not what he's going to look like in the passing game. And I, like you said, I, I think that hurt his stock more than anything. Um, and one thing that, that, you know, I was I don't know if I was going to mention it, but I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say it. So. In all the, the not meetings, but all of the extracurricular, you know, events we were able to attend, I only saw Hertz, I think, once. Um, now, that could very well have been wrong place at the wrong time. He could have been there, and I just missed him. But it seemed like I, I didn't see him in the areas when we could get those interviews, whenever we could touch base with him and say, you know, hey, man, love meeting you, yada, 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 whatever, something as simple as that. I just didn't see him. Um, and then also in the initial um, the initial uh, press conference, he got up there and, you know, talked and he had a microphone and I couldn't hear him. Now, he's a very soft spoken guy that that's just kind of always been, you know, what he's what he's been. But I think this was a time when he needed to to raise his voice up a little bit more, um, be a little more vocal and just kind of make a presence. You know, he did go to the extracurricular stuff with the kids, um, you know, parades. He did all of that. But in the, the days prior, he just kind of wasn't really around. Um, it felt like. And again, if he was and I didn't see him, my apologies. But I just didn't see him. And we walked around that room many, many, many times kind of looking for certain players. that Again, we couldn't find. But um 
<laughs> he just seems like Ke- a guy that would Keyshawn, be around. He'd Keyshawn Vaughn, to be exact, is who we yeah, were talking Keyshawn, about. Yeah, <laughs> We were looking for him. We couldn't find him. <laughs> we walked around the entire facility for like 15 minutes looking for Keyshawn Vaughn, and, and we just never – it never happened. It just never yeah. did. But, you know, overall, um, he did show what he can do. He did show, hey, I, I can make these throws. It was just the consistency that I felt like he was lacking. Yeah, I agree 110% there. Um, and that transitions to another guy – um steven montez who man i'll tell you what he kind of fits that same boat as well like there was one time i was watching montez and i'm like man this kid is pretty solid and then other moments i was like oh my god is montez even a draftable player you know what i mean like he look and i said this to stoops off the air i said this on twitter i've said this um many a time this draft class i'm sorry this draft class folks after Herbert and Tua and and um, Herbert Tua and Burrow, after those guys, it it's this class is it's not that good. I I, I just I, there's question marks on and there's some guys in there's some guys that I really really like in this draft class, but at the same time this class is weak and Montez did nothing did nothing for his stock for me this week. He really he's another one. Another one that I, day one I was trying to find my rankings. On day one, I I had my rankings out. I had it. Herbert Montez was was number two on my uh, rankings for what I saw on day one, and then in day two Montez was fifth. And mm-hmm. it, it, it was a day a tale of two days. And then when a game came around, he he kind of looked rough on on Saturday as well. And I really he's another one that I don't think did anything for his stock. Um, he's a late round maybe pick. I mean, this, this class, like I said, is, it's brutal stoops. Like there's just, it's brutal. I mean, you have Herbert, I think is a sure thing. I think, um, I think Burrow is a sure thing Tua obviously has the injury question marks, but if he stays healthy, I think he could be a serviceable starter for a couple years as well. But after that, it's brutal. And Montez is one of those guys where I'm just like, is is this guy? I'm sure he's going to get drafted. I, he's probably a fifth or sixth round guy. I think he might fit into the backup role, but I just don't think Montez is ever going to be a star in the NFL. Stoops. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like you said, day one, he both of us we kind of looked at each other and we were like, man, like he's he's on. You know, his arm strength was phenomenal. Um, he had, I mean, he had good zip on the ball. Just you name it, he was doing everything you'd want to see day one. And then day two rolled around. And it was just kind of like what what happened in in essentially less than 24 hours you know um it was definitely rough and then yeah come game time i mean three of eight for 22 yards and a a pick um two rushing attempts negative two two, uh, negative 28 yards it was just again sacks and he had that one where he drops back he feels the pressure and he rolls around and runs straight into the (laughs) defender for a sack of i think like 20 yards or something so he he struggled mightily after day one so we did see what he could do you know day one he showed his capabilities but he just again like hurts didn't show the consistency um i think he he was another one that that definitely could have really boosted his draft stock it wouldn't have bumped him above maybe a third round pick maybe um but even then it's he's nowhere close to that now like you said i think at best a sixth rounder um potentially at worst a seventh round you know i just don't see don't see them 
drafting him uh, above, you know, a lot of these other guys, kind of like you said, that backup role, Hey, we could, you know, bring him into camp, see what he's got, you know, and then go from there. So definitely could have seen, or would have loved to see a little bit more out of him, but definitely seemed like he struggled throughout the week after day one. And that'll transition into the North team. Um, we're going to talk about a guy, obviously that I love, love a whole lot. Um, and then we're not talking about Jordan love. That's not the love I'm talking about. But Anthony Gordon and and Stoops, before we kind of dive into Gordon, we had an opportunity to talk to Gordon. And um, here's a little clip of that interview, guys. I'm doing great, man. How about you? Good, good. So I guess the first question I have for you is right off the bat is like, what was it like being with, uh, you know, Coach Leach? And, and you're throwing the ball a lot. You know what I mean? A lot compared to some other teams. And like watching you this year was kind of impressive. Even the one game you threw 70 balls. So what was it like uh, studying for that offense, maybe versus previous offenses that you have learned? Uh, you know, it was a little bit different. You know, Coach Leach does things a little bit un- unorthodox. Uh, he doesn't really care too much about coverage. He uh, he goes more through progression reads, and uh, you start with one to two to three to four. But also, if there's a blitz, you kind of have a plan for the blitz. So, uh, sure. you know, uh, the way that we prepared, you know, um, it was definitely different from what I was used to coming from high school and junior college. But, you know, I, I adapted really quickly, and uh, I think his plans are pretty effective and uh, simplifies football in a way where everyone's able to understand it. Everyone's on the same page. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and is there anybody in particular that you guys are looking forward to playing with this week? I mean, obviously, you have different levels of talent here. Is no there doubt. any guys that you're – kind of keen to like you know look out for and stuff like that this week uh you know it's cool to see all my fellow pac-12 uh uh opponents here you know competing against them and uh you know being in that competitive atmosphere going against each other in a team and now kind of similar kind of aspect i guess you know uh practicing against each other but uh some of them are on my team now too so uh now i'm just excited to compete against everyone you know excited to compete with the best of the best in the country and uh i'm humbled to be here thank you so much for your time brother. good luck brother thank you sir thank you and Soups, I will say this, obviously, um, day one, <laughs> boy, I was so mad because just he did not look that good day one. Um, he looked kind of rough. I even had him slotted in the fifth role for day one. Um, and then day two, he kind of picked it up. I had him, well, I had him fourth. He, he just looked kind of um, wishy-washy. He looked like the quote-unquote system quarterback that everybody is proclaiming that he is. And then... You watched him on Saturday in actual game, and he was insane. Like he mm-hmm. played so good. He made plays. That touchdown pass to um, who was it to? To Clayton? No, it wasn't to Clayton. Was it to Gandy Golden? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the five yard touchdown yeah, the, over the, the right side. The the way he threw that pass, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It was a it was a it, it was an off it was an off kilter throw. To his right, he he was kind of running a little bit around trying to make a play, and he saw he saw Gandy Golden who who got open, which showed why, and we'll dive more into that later. But Gandy Golden showed why he's going to be a red zone threat. But Gordon made that throw. He kind of threw away from his body a little bit. It wasn't the it, the placement was right there. Gandy Golden made a great catch, and I don't know what happened, but maybe Gordon's one of those guys that just doesn't he he just didn't fill the system right away but then when the game came around all you heard all week and i talked to several people about this was gordon is a he's a he's a he's a game he's a game player you know what i mean he's he's a guy that when he gets out there and he's just gonna make plays and he's got the competitiveness that's the word i was looking for he's got the competitiveness that you want out of a quarterback he's not the tallest guy in this draft he's not the biggest guy but even when talking about it my biggest thing about gordon is this we understand, especially after the interview, we understand that he can learn a very crazy offense on the fly. 
Mike Leach's offense is very, very high volume passing. And as he said, just throw the ball. You know what I mean? But even he said, like, the progressions to, you know, the reads, the one, the two, the three, the four, it's there. I just think that he needs to go to the right place in order to show it. I don't think he's a day one starter at all. I actually moved him up in my rankings a little bit. But I like Gordon a lot. During the practice, I was very uh, concerned about his draft stop. But then going into the game and after the game, you hear that there there's some teams that like Gordon a lot. And I'm excited to see what's ahead for him, Stoops. No, I completely agree. Um, throughout the week at practice, like you said, he, he had his moments where he really shined and showed um, what he is capable of doing. But it did seem like more often than not, you kind of left, you know, like, man, I, I wish he did a little bit more. I wish he did a little bit more. But then the game rolls around and he does a little bit more, you know, going eight of 12, uh, 69 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it, that, that's the kind of stuff you want to see with limited play. Um, obviously, the no interceptions is huge. Um, just from just from top to bottom, you know, throughout the game, he definitely looked like the guy that you want to see. Um, someone who really did help dra- boost his draft stock. He's obviously not going to be one of the top guys taken. Um, like you said, the talent after those first three in our eyes, it just gets a little bit washy. Um, and I think these pro days, these um, combines, if he gets the invitation there, which I assume he will, um, I, I, we obviously don't know just yet, but I, I think. Um, I think those types of events will really start to help, especially a pro day going into a controlled environment. And a lot of people understand that as well. I think something like that is going to really help boost his draft stock um, a little bit more and kind of, you know, start to creep him up uh, a little bit. And so whenever scouts are down there able to, or I should say up there, because they're going to be going up to the Washington area, but, um, when they see, you know, a little bit more what he can do and just talking to him, that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of times through these draft processes, if these these scouts and these, you know, um, I don't want to say owners, but whoever it is in these interview processes, when they talk to these guys, that's where I think a lot of a lot of trust is built. Um, and, and after talking with Gordon and even overhearing other interviews, um, not even so much ones that we conducted, but hearing him talk to other people he he's a very again like a herbert he's a very attentive guy um speaks clearly speaks you know very um fluently um unlike unlike me sometimes i kind of stutter over my own words but i loved what i saw through his interview process so i think seeing him off the field definitely helped and i think that's where he can really really start to differentiate himself from some other people so as long as he can start to get together a little bit more consistent on the field i think that's going to help um along with his you know off the field um interview process and all that I totally agree 100%. And that transitions into a guy. <laughs> we here at the Debbie Delight are, aren't always uh, big Jordan Love fans. We actually had a pretty good conversation with Matt Miller, who I don't think there's a bigger person on the planet that waves the Jordan Love flag um, mm-hmm. more than he does. And it was a good conversation because, to be honest with you, I kind of took away why he likes Jordan Love. And to be honest with you, Stoops, we saw a little bit of that this week. Um, Love was another guy that day one, it was, it was, eh, he was just middle of the pack. And then day two, he kind of just, he kind of shined a little bit for me. And I was very Mm -hmm. surprised to see um, what we saw out of him. Look, I'm not going to say that I, I have love for love now. But I will say I have a little bit more of a perspective of likeness of Jordan Love. I can see a little bit. I still don't see 
top 10 talent that Matt Miller does. I don't see a guy that should be drafted in the top 15. I don't see a guy that should be drafted in the first round. But I do see a guy that could potentially develop into a good quarterback. I'm not sold still. But at the same time, he did some very nice things this week that I was genuinely like, okay, all right, I, I see it. You know what I mean? I see it. And there's there was a couple plays, and, and I posted one um, on my uh, on my uh, Twitter feed that he threw a just gorgeous pass to Denzel Mims, and I was just like, wow, like that. Mims made a great catch too. It was a great adjustment by him. But Love really had a great throw. And the funny thing about it was, is you saw that. And then a couple plays later, you see Love overthrow a guy by 20 yards, and you're like, "Oh my goodness! Yep. Like, what are you doing?" And and if I rem- if I recall right, he had like a screen pass. It was his first day, first first uh, pr- uh, throw on practice, and he like missed the screen by like five yards. It was just. It was on a walkthrough. That was exactly. the craziest thing. It yeah. was a walkthrough. It was and he overthrew first... the running back by about three or four yards. It was kind of funny, but. I my love for love is is not on the levels of Matt Miller, but I like the guy a little bit more after this week, and he's one of the guy, one of the quarterbacks that I can say that about that I didn't really, you know, Herbert already loved. You know what I mean? Gordon already had strong feelings for, but Love was the one that out of the six quarterbacks that really kind of changed my heart just a little bit. Stoops. No, I agree with you on that one. He um. <clears throat> Excuse me. He is definitely one that that we have not been higher on. We have gone back and watched the 2018 film, like everyone told <laughs> us to do. Didn't see it, you know. Obviously, watched the 2019 film. Didn't see it. But coming in this week, um, he was the one that I was really, really interested to see what he was going to do. He had those moments where both of us kind of looked and said, that, "That's love. That's that's the one. That's the love we see, you know, on the field." And then again, he had those plays where you're like, "Man, th- this guy, he can do it." You know what I mean? Um, big guy. He's got great size, so you love that. Um, and he had those plays. Um, he definitely, and I'll say, you know, spoiler, he did move up my my quarterback rankings. Um, I won't reveal where that's at just yet. Um, you've already sent yours out, but um, I'm going to get mine finalized. But he definitely moved up my rankings for the quarterback. So I did like what I saw out of him. Um, I did become a little bit more of a fan. Like you, though, I, I still don't see him as a first-round talent. He definitely 100% should be no later than a day-two guy. I think even second round. Um, I could definitely see that. But to be a top five, top 10, 15, even like you said, first round guy, I don't see that still. I think a lot of a lot of things need to get cleaned up and a lot of things need to get fixed. But what I did see throughout this week from him, I think showed enough to make me a believer that he at least can be viable at the next level. I will say that. Um so that's that's what I definitely wanted to see um, from a lot of these guys. And like you said, out of the six, Herbert, we already knew. We knew it. We, we've seen it all year. We've seen it previous years. Um, and then, you know, first day of practice, we knew it. We, we knew. Um, <laughs> it was but nuts, out of the six, it? Love it is the guy that, that really did step up more. It was crazy just how uh, separate Herbert set himself mm-hmm. from the field, in my opinion. And, and I think anybody that has – love of above Herbert in their rankings really just needs their eyes checked to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. So the last quarterback that we're going to talk about is Shea Patterson. Um, day one, Stoops and I were really confused because 
Patterson kind of looked like a stud out there on day one, mm-hmm. and then just the rest of the week he kind of showed what I've watched for the last couple of years out of Michigan. Um, Patterson, look, I, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. He had a couple good, you know, a couple good throws, but day two, day three, and in the game, he just I don't really see a, a a spot where Patterson gets drafted, even on draft day. He really doesn't. I, I don't know where he fits in. Maybe he catches on to one of these other leagues. But for me, Patterson's not a draftable quarterback. And and I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm not trying. I'm just being real, guys. He just does not look like an NFL quarterback at all. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. And like you said, day one, we were just like, man, th- this is the Shea Patterson we've been wanting to see. And then two, three, game time. That that was the Patterson we've, we've seen over the years. So he um, he struggled with consistency. That was the biggest thing. And, you know, it, people kept telling us, yeah, but they haven't played with these receivers. You know, they just met, you know, four days ago. I get that. But it's still – I'm talking even in just, you know, the, even like the one-on-one drills when his receivers did, you know, create that separation and get open, he still struggled to get a lot of those passes to them accurately, um, albeit even if a receiver caught it, it may not have been the most accurate pass. So it's stuff like that that you want to see get cleaned up. And, and, you know, like you said, to keep it, you know, short, it was uh, – he, he, he was – he was what we expected, I guess you could say. Kind of like with Herbert on the flip side of it, he proved what he was. We we knew that coming in. Um, it, it just you know he Shea Patterson, he he was what we thought he was. He struggles with consistency, and he just he just can't stay stay on the right path. So I, I don't see him you know doing too much on the next level as well. Maybe a practice squad guy. I don't know. They get paid though, so you know if you can be a quarterback on the next level in some fashion, I'd, I'd get paid to do that. All right, folks, before we touch base on the running back position, I will say, um, and a lot of people said this as well, this was one of the harder positions to grade in practice because, as our own Expand the Box score guy said, uh, you know, Jordan said, everybody scored touchdowns this week. All the running backs look good. But um, for me personally, it was very hard to grade. I mean, you could watch some of them catch some passes, and it was nice. But at the same time, there's not really tackling, so you couldn't really see them run the ball per se. Um, Stoops, that's one of the things that we kind of realized early on in the process of, you know, it being our first time going here. We, we we had to figure out what the ins and outs were, but practice is not well for running backs for their stock value or what we got to see. But come game time, there was a lot of there was a lot of things to like about a couple different guys. Yeah, I know there there's some guys that really stood out to me during the game. Um, and you said it during practices, for example, you, you would hear the coaches yelling, stay up, stay up, stay up, you know, cause it's kind of their instinct to make the tackles, but you know, they wrap the guy up and you can kind of start to see them want to, you know, tackle him to the ground, but the coaches were yelling, stay up, stay up, stay up. So definitely something we had to get, you know, accustomed to throughout the week, but yeah, come game time, man. Um, if you watched it, Josh Kelly, dude, he, he's one that stood off, stood off, you know, um, stood out. Um, for me, big, big time. 15 carries, 105 yards. That's seven yards per carry. Um, no rushing touchdowns, no rece- no receptions at all. But, man, you watch him on the ground. He was getting open holes. He was creating the, the, the yards. He was doing everything that you wanted to see from a running back um, in game film. So I absolutely love seeing that from him. Um, another one that I really, really like, Jermichael Hasty. Um, he looked phenomenal. There was one where he he looked like he was all but done. You know, he looked like he was wrapped up and going to the ground, and he broke the tackle and got out. I think it was only ended up being like a seven eight yard gain. I say only, um, 
but no, he looked phenomenal. He had only three carries, 25 yards, um, but he had a rushing touchdown, um, two receptions for 15 yards. So he, he looked phenomenal. I absolutely loved what I saw from him because, you know, coming from the, uh, the Baylor offense, he's, I don't want to say he wasn't a focal point, um, but it just seemed like they were kind of spreading that ball. Charlie Brewer, he's a big time runner as well. So um, he was out there doing his thing, but for Jermichael Hasty to come here and really be able to stand out, um throughout the practices again albeit a little bit harder to grade on that aspect but coming into the game i really liked what i saw from him so those are the two that really really stood out to me um what do you got yeah and the thing about it is is you know with a lot of guys that kind of just came back per se there was a lot the, the 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 wide receiver, I mean, I'm sorry, the running back position is really wide open after your top mm-hmm. tier guys. So jockeying for position was a real thing this week. You know what I mean? Obviously, outside of practice, there's some things that obviously the coaches can grade on things that we can't see, like, you know, the interviews, the interview process and stuff like that. Even though Stoops came, Stoops and I almost came really close with that process. We almost got it. You know, I think yeah. we, were, we were about to become NFL stars. I don't think any of you guys understand that, but. You know, we were going to enter the draft process ourselves. But, no, it was hard to grade him at all. But the game, man, oh, man, you hit it on the head with Josh Kelly. He looked fantastic. Hasty looked really good as well. Um, I think the thing that stood out with for me with Hasty was him catching that ball out of the backfield. He looked real good doing that. Um, these three down backs are, are what we're going to need on that next level. And if you can't play three downs in the NFL, you're not going to be likely to be drafted as high as somebody that can. So, one guy that I was really looking forward to talking to this week, and that was my boy Keyshawn uh, Vaughn. We talked a little bit about it earlier. I did get an interview with him. I thought the interview was great. I will forewarn you guys that it is a little bit staticky. You can make out what he says. We'll kind of dissect what we talked about a little bit after the interview. It's about two uh, two minutes or so long, but it was a great conversation. And to be honest with you, um, listening to Keyshawn Vaughn maybe like him a little bit more because of his ability to want to get better. So here you go, guys. I heard you. Or we overheard you a little bit, but me, I'm a. I think you are one of the best prospects out here, man. And I mean, I mean that we were. I, I'm actually live in Nashville, so uh, we're down here visiting and stuff like that. So my buddy, uh, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. But the thing, my the thing I noticed a lot was this year. Um, for you was you were very productive in a not so productive offense mm-hmm. and you kind of showcased your ability was that one of the big things of you coming back for your senior year and just striving to get better was that one of the things like you got to showcase it yourself a little bit more this year I think than you did a little bit last year um, this year um, like I said we didn't have the best overall team
like 27, 28 receptions. So yep. that was big from like my past three years. So I think it was a more combined deal. Yeah, more, this year. more yards too. So I just feel very productive in the passing game. Custom to playing with? Oh yes. Uh, yeah, I played ACC football there Saturday. So yes, sir. Um, that was showing enough too. So I mean, just out here, you getting around top college athletes and everybody just flying around trying to prove themselves. So yes, sir. Everybody proving themselves and you like dom still dominating to show something about you. Yeah. Perfect. And a little bit of what you heard Keyshawn talk about was I, I had asked him what he had done to. Kind of why he came back for a senior year. I think he had a little bit more to prove. And the offense wasn't very good at Vanderbilt last year. And he touched on that a little bit. But the one thing that kind of impressed me, Stoops, was the fact that he said every single day he was out there catching balls from the um, from the machine. Every single day he was working on his, you know, on his talent. And to hear that come from his mouth, that's one of the things that really impressed me about talking to Keyshawn Vaughn. He's very quiet. He's a little soft-spoken. Um, but that's just maybe who he is as an individual. I mean, on the flip side, he did was very welcoming of the interview. Uh, I will say somebody interviewed before us, and, and, and he was very gracious as well. His presence was there, but he's still very soft-spoken. But I think understanding that he is a workaholic type guy that wants to improve because, like he said, in the, like I said before here, he had more catches this year out of the backfield than he did all three years previously combined. And if it's not that they're within one or two, but he knew going into the season, you know, that he needed to prove that he could be on the field for three downs. And he did just that stoops. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And I loved how I just love whenever players can speak to their stats. And he just said, you know, <laughs> the stat sheet will show that I had two drops, you know, and then he kind of went into that, but just the fact that he knows that and he, he, he can he's a tracking essentially what he put out on the field and kind of where he wants to improve and he just had all of that in his mind going into the offseason leading up to this season um and then kind of went out and performed to the best of his ability and like like it was said not a not a great offense so him being able to go out there and do what he wanted to do and essentially improve um speaks volumes for his work ethic and like you said he's a workaholic spending every day out there just catching passes that's that's how you're going to get better you know um obviously getting out there with a live action quarterback is definitely going to add that extra you know cork i guess you could say to the game you know throwing it a little bit off from where it really would be but still building your hands getting them stronger and, and able to do that just speaks volumes for definitely what he's what he's able to do and what he did throughout the season yeah, he did miss the game, which was kind of sad because it undisclosed injury. Um, hopefully it's nothing serious that I, I hope that, you know, maybe we can see him at the Combine next month and, or, yeah, next month and that maybe we can kind of see a little bit more out of Vaughn because, to be honest with you, he is one of my favorite backs in this draft and uh, he is that three down back that I think is that could be very – uh, great asset for somebody on the next level, Stoops. Uh, you got somebody else you want to talk about? I think Michael P. Ryan. I think he's one guy that a lot of people liked, and I loved Michael P. Ryan. Even during the practice in the week, he had, he made a couple plays uh, catching the ball that you saw. We were like, okay, all right, I'm watching P. Ryan. And he's one that the, we just did a podcast a couple weeks ago about that. Mm -hmm. His tape was very mixed. Like, he had a year that was great. Last year, he didn't look so good. Like, what's going on with P. Ryan? But this week, I think he kind of quieted a lot of us yeah no I, I definitely loved what i saw from him and again harder to you know scout the running backs throughout the practices but you still saw those 
those tendencies where he's a smooth pass catcher. He's able to transition very well out of the backfield. Um, going seven for 42, uh, rushing rushing the ball and had two receptions, 17 yards and a receiving touchdown. And that receiving touchdown was was a pretty pretty phenomenal catch. Um, you know, it's a little bit out in front of him, catches it one-handed and kind of makes his way into the end zone. So loved what I saw from him throughout the game. Um, very physical runner with it, very quick. Um, and again, his catching ability, that's huge. We've said it, you know, throughout the entire season. Um, if you're not able to catch the ball very fluidly, it's going to be hard for you to get on the ball and I'm sorry, on the field in a lot of these offenses at the next level. So the fact that he, he was integrated into that offense at Florida a little bit more to get that pass catching and, and again, build his strength, you know, in the pass catching game just speaks volumes for what he's going to be able to do at the next level. So I loved what I saw from him throughout the entire game. And again, a little bit we did get to see throughout the week of practice. Folks, it was great talking about the running backs and the quarterbacks from the Senior Bowl. Make sure to do us a favor. Head on over to expandtheboxscore.com to see all the latest podcasts, articles. I've even got an article up right now with my debut article of my quarterback big board. Uh, make sure to follow at expandtheboxscore, at xtvboxscore. Follow Stoops at Stoops1990. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valero underscore. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.